Welcome to Tent Talk, the podcast with Nancy McCready, where we talk about life under the big tent of God's presence and the provoking process of discipleship. Here we go. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Tent Talk. This is Nancy McCready. Continuing with this exposure of the fifth column within us, where we find ourselves still sympathetic to uh, operations of the enemy in our life. Today we go a little deeper and look at the Velcro of the deep state, those things hidden within us that keep corresponding with unhealthy patterns in relationships, uh, things that we keep tolerating in our own lives because we don't yet see what is operating underneath the radar. So give this episode a listen. I hope that it continues to help in the ongoing process of your own discipleship with the Lord. So, love you all. So, the Velcro of the deep state. You know what Velcro is. Velcro is this unusual um, substance, if you will, this unusual material that has one side, let's say, is the fuzzies, the other side is the loops, And though they look different, they have an unbelievable attraction to each other. And when they come together, they really, really stick. And when you pull them apart, it makes noise. Uh, But it really works well to hold things together. So I've often used this example of Velcro, that though your stuff may look completely different than mine outwardly, Uh, They are unbelievably toxic when they connect. So this is why oftentimes we don't recognize uh, our fuzzies, and therefore we keep connecting to the loops inside of other people, and we keep repeating uh, relational patterns, uh, patterns of our own inward behavior, and we don't see the connection. But God is always wanting to bring exposure to us about what's going on in us first. So, But if we've spent our life being a victim, then we don't realize that a part of the Velcro of the deep state of this fifth column strategy, that what's going on deep inside of us that's still um, you know, sympathetic to the enemy, sympathetic to lies, sympathetic to old ways of meeting our needs, what the scripture calls flesh. Uh, we don't realize that because it's the deep state of the fifth column. And this is operating very deep within us, oftentimes under the radar. Uh, we may see the results of it. We feel the effect of it but we don't really recognize where is that coming from. And I oftentimes tell people that I'm working with discipling is that it's the longer you go with God that he really begins to go really deep uh, into your life. So a part of what can oftentimes throw us off is that we have great victory in the beginning days of our life with God. Like in my situation, to get sober after 10 years of being a drunk, Uh, and to deal with the initial uh, forgiveness of my dad for the sexual abuse, um, I thought, wow, I mean, if you take care of these two things, I mean, what else is there? I mean, I was for so long under its 
bondage that when I got free, when I got free, I just couldn't believe it because I never believed that I would get sober or even want to be sober. I couldn't believe that God was able to deal with this, um, you know, staggering uh, stronghold uh, of bitterness and things in my life. And when that happened in that first year or so uh, of, of being born again, I was just thinking, wow, this, you know, this is it, rather than realizing that those two things were like big metal doors uh, that had to be dealt with initially just to get into the whole house uh, of the rebuilding of my life in Christ. So oftentimes we think, hey, that everything's done. And then we begin with the process of living out our Christian life. We may become successful in ministry. Our giftings are being recognized. Uh, we are beginning to have what I kind of jokingly call the charmed Christian life, and we begin to do very well. And then we're shocked when things begin to show up, or we begin to find ourselves repeating patterns, and we discover that the initial zeal and excitement of being with God begins to wear off. Uh, so we do a lot of things to, to try to, you know, rekindle that. We try to, uh, you know, get that loving feeling back. So we, we busy ourselves with a lot of things, not realizing that the ongoing process of, of growing up is what's actually taking place. And because we're not being discipled, we're not being um, educated, if you will, on the ways of our Father and what He's really after and why this might be necessary, a lot of the things that we do here in the slow fire discipleship process then we think something's going horribly wrong rather than recognizing that God's getting ready to uncover a lot of the Velcro of the deep state. The places within our soul where strongholds of operation, of flesh, our own ways of protecting ourselves, of, of never having to again uh, feel uh, the horrible tension uh, that we've tried to overcome so many times in our life. Um, we, we just, we don't know. You don't know what you don't know. And so as the continuing process of the old disintegrating and falling apart so that the new can emerge uh, gets blunted, it gets stunted, if you will, because we we misdiagnose. We we just think we're oh we're failing and there must be something I'm not doing right and all of that, which is all Velcro of the deep state. Of the fifth column strategy where self and flesh and sin, which are still present within the soul and body of the believer, are continuing to operate very sympathetic towards evil, very sympathetic towards the good of man, where I try to do uh, well, and I just don't understand why God isn't helping me. I mean, I'm, I'm over here working so hard, I'm praying, and nothing seems to change. And self then begins to find fault with God. And I think this is a big part of what's happening in the church today with Many people more identifying with flesh and self because they think it's them 
and therefore they are deconstructing their faith. They are walking away from the faith. They decide, I'm not a Christian. I don't know why I was ever a Christian. Why would I ever believe these things? And and things that have been festering and simmering and boiling and brewing underneath the radar suddenly make an appearance and people are getting divorced who have been, you know, quote, faithful people at church. And then the next thing you know is they are divorcing, they've walked away, there's family dissension, there's this, there's that. And so we think, wow, you know, were they ever sincere? Yes, they were. Yes, they were. Many sincere believers are falling prey to the Velcro of the deep state. They are uh, receiving counsel more than discipleship, true discipleship by the cross of Jesus, which is the only thing that can truly sift and separate within. And the Word of God, which is the only thing, according to Hebrews 4.12, that can truly analyze and deal with what's going on inside of us. But because we get too woke, because we get too clever, because we get more psychology than we do the power of the cross working, um, then what happens is we come up with solutions to a problem that's misdiagnosed. Again, the Velcro of the deep state within. And we identify more with all of these things than we do identify with Jesus in the way that he has called us to, which is to take up our cross. Because he knows that if we don't take up the cross, there'll be no following him. I'm not saying you won't be saved. I'm just saying you're not following him in what it is that he's after. So for many years, I have taught on John 14, 30 and 31 and was reminded of it by a friend as they listen to uh, Fifth Column Strategy uh, here on Tent Talk. And so I thought I'd revisit that today. John 14, 30 and 31. Now, this is Jesus speaking because he knows that the enemy comes and attempts to do what he does. We then have victory. And if we're not careful, we get into a comfortable place of thinking our victory you know, once once attained, uh, we'll just kind of be on automatic pilot. Well, Jesus knows something that oftentimes we don't know, is that the enemy is just waiting for a more opportune time to come back in. And then in our comfortable, charmed Christian life, um, in uh, hidden forms of self-indulgence, uh, when we are not... Uh, deepening in the intimacy with God. Maybe we're deepening in our commitment to open public ministry, but not in our private place with the Father. And and this is where many times people fall prey to the lie that says, well, I'm sure God just wants me happy, and I know that God wants me happy, and I know that God wants me happy. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. Your happiness is not number one on God's hit parade. Okay? Now, God wants you free. God wants you to know Him. God wants you to know His love for you. But to think that God is going to cater to what you think will make you happy is a distortion of the truth that God wants you one with Him. Because that is your deepest place of freedom and happiness, if you want to say it that way. But you see, Jesus knew something about the strategy of the enemy, 
So he knew the enemy just backed up and was waiting for a more vulnerable, raw time. And Jesus' strategy is so very, very powerful uh, and sometimes frightening. But please listen carefully to this. Jesus said in verse 30, John 14, I will not talk with you much more, for the prince, evil genius, ruler of the world is coming, and he has no claim on me. He has nothing in common with me. There is nothing in me that belongs to him, and he has no power over me. Now, if I could say it uh, according to what I've been talking about here, that Jesus is saying there is no fifth column inside of me. There is nothing in me that corresponds with the devil. There is nothing sympathetic uh, with him. Um, And therefore... You know, I mean, there, he has nothing in common with me. And you may say, yes, but you know, that's Jesus. And you know, he doesn't have a sin nature. Listen to me carefully, my friends. Neither do you. You do not have a sin nature as a born-again believer, as a maturing son. There is nothing to keep you from saying that same thing as what is true, that is true, that is true. Because if you don't take that stance, then you will never be able, with the power of Holy Spirit, the direction of Holy Spirit, the guidance and navigational skills of Holy Spirit, you will never clean house. You will never move out of your soul uh, what is still sympathetic with the enemy. You will never take hold of the cross, which is the only power to, to hold things in their place of death that are still sympathetic to the enemy. And in your tiredness and your frustration and your discouragement of not being able to handle all of those things, you will come up with uh, alternative theologies that then somehow make you coexist with these things inwardly that are actually enemies of the Father and enemies of your life, since your life is the life of the Father. You see, Jesus was making it clear up front. You know, I'm not going to be talking much, okay? He said, because, you know, he's coming, you see, don't don't think the enemy's not coming for you. He's coming. He's just maybe backed up. He's just waiting for a more opportune time. He's going to wait until you get too full of yourself, overly impressed with yourself. He's going to wait until you are also simultaneously tired of being mistreated by others in your life that you chose to be in your life. Uh, he's going to wait until the selfish ambition of ministry begins to crank up and people actually begin to take notice of you and uh, you know, the perfect storm of things begin to to uh, coexist. And you may be in painful relationships because in your in your early days as a believer, you uh, thought, I just need to try harder to be a better wife or to be a, a better husband and the spiritual leader of my home. And, uh, you know, women are trying to be submissive and there's this and that, what I would call the sanctified curse what I would call the sanctified curse. You, you see, we're not living in any form or fashion of the curse. We are totally born again into a new life, new kingdom, and uh, in the full way of, of God and His way of life. You can't carry over old things of flesh and religion. They, they will not cohabit with the life of God. So Jesus goes into verse 31 and it says, But Satan is coming 
And I do as the Father has commanded me, so that the world may know and be convinced that I love the Father, and that I do only what the Father has instructed me to do. I act in full agreement with his orders. Rise, let us go away from here. Now, those are some devil-crushing feet, my friends. (laughs) Jesus is getting up and walking away. Those are some devil-crushing feet. You see, because Jesus knew that just because there was nothing in him that was sympathetic or corresponded with the enemy, he knew that the enemy was still coming. The enemy would watch for vulnerable days. The enemy would watch for when the crux and the full out uh, point of Jesus coming, which was when the father would uh, allow his son to be bruised with the son's full cooperation. You see, there's so much here. There's so much here in these things. But my friends, we have to stay very, very clear on if there are things within our soul and body, within the flesh, that are still operating under the radar. It's the Velcro of the deep state within. Things that are still sympathetic to devilish ways. You must understand that no matter what your history is with God, how phenomenal it has been, how anointed you are, how gifted you are, how much vision you have, okay, listen to me carefully. What the Father's after is your personal deliverance from self and flesh to Him. This is His number one work inside of you. And so He needs to expose to you the Velcro inside of you. If your fuzzies keep connecting with the loops inside of other people, you keep repeating patterns, all that. God's not just going to get all the loops out of your life on other people. He eventually has to show you the fuzzy side of the Velcro inside of you. You see, because the life of Christ doesn't have anything in it that corresponds with any Velcro on anybody else anywhere. That's why Jesus was able to say, you know, Satan is still coming because he's going to come. That's what a devil's going to do. He's going to keep coming. He says, but I do as the Father has commanded me. That, my friends, is our strategy in the midst of the Velcro of the deep state of the fifth column strategy. Is I'm going to do whatever my Father has commanded. Because I want everyone to know that I love the Father. I act in full agreement with his orders. This is how it reads in the Amplified Classic. This is where the father is getting his sons to in this time. And this is a deep process that goes on. And many people right now are falling prey to uh, these sympathetic uh, views of, of the kingdom of darkness, which is God just wants me happy. And if it's love, I'm sure God will be fine with it. You know. Listen to me, my friends. This is serious business very sobering. And we have to hear the Father, and we have to understand His ways. So let God, no matter what your history has been with Him, no matter how phenomenal, no matter what, never forget that your Father's number one goal inside of you is to form Christ in you, so that you could live as a son to Him, and live in full 
oneness with him, that you could say the same thing that Jesus said in John fourteen thirty one. is that I do as the Father has commanded me. That's how the world's going to know that I love the Father. And I do only what the Father has instructed me to do. I'm in full agreement with the Father's orders. See, that comes by one life and one life only, which is the life of Christ in you. Flesh will never talk like that. Highly evolved self will never talk like that. Those things have to meet their death in the crucifixion, the the full-out daily crucifixion, so that you, the new man, can continue to walk and to um, emerge more mature, more ready, more stout, a person of more depth, more stamina. It's a process. Please think on these things. I already know that, you know, this is... (laughs) This is not the full out, you know, understanding of these things. It's just a portion today here on Tent Talk. I hope it's encouraged you to go deeper with him. Think on these things, my friends. Love you all. For more information on Nancy, please visit nancymccrady.com or follow her on social media at nbmccrady.com.